The guests on this episode, Apollo Sons, are a band that I'm always happy to have on the podcast. Not only do they have a better hustle than most local bands I can think of, but their music continues to get better and better with each new release. They have a new EP called Dawn Offerings coming out at the end of the month, and it's excellent. We spent a lot of time talking about the record, which was produced by Passwitch Police guest Keith Price. We talk about uh, their experiences on tour, how their sound has changed, how they deal with a fluctuating lineup with such a large group. We talk about uh, defining their sound, which previously was more of an obvious jazz fusion vibe, and a lot more. Always happy to have these guys on the show. A band in Winnipeg that's doing something really unique, really original, and uh, I fully expect Dawn Offerings to, to take them to the next level. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre, Winnipeg's premier concert and event venue. If you want to find out all the great shows they have coming up, go to myparktheater.com. You're listening to Garbage Show, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Radio. I'm here with uh, the two spokespeople, I guess, of Apollo Sons. <laughs> uh, I figure, like, with a you know, ten or more piece band, you guys are the ones who are always are on the show, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, yeah, totally. And I guess, like, last time we talked must have been probably two years ago. It was two years ago. more. Like, it's, yeah. been, it's been a while, right? Yeah. So a lot has happened since then. Yo, God. I mean, you guys have had 300 million lineup changes, I'm sure, <laughs> just because you seem to have a very rotating lineup, uh, aside from a few key members. It's, it's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty good sometimes. Pretty uh, difficult sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, yeah. And then you have a new record coming out, which is kind of, I guess, what we want to focus on today. But yeah, before sure. we even get started, uh, just maybe identify yourselves and what you do in the band, and we'll go from there. Uh, my name's Dave Gannett, and I play bass guitar. <laughs> I, uh, when... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for laughing at me. <laughs> No, I try my best, you know. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just like I'm. Whenever someone introduces himself, I'm like, you do more than that. <laughs> but okay, uh, my name's Ed Deroche. I play guitar and um, do all the other stuff. Yeah, li- literally, literally yeah, yeah, all yeah. the other stuff. Yeah. Well, you're definitely the... <laughs> you're the face of the band. I mean, I think yeah. you know, as far as social media and stuff goes, you're. Oh yeah, the like most visible member. Definitely like the band leader and um, doing all the managing. Book. Although we just got some agents, cool. which will be great. So. Yeah, doing all the behind-the-scenes stuff and uh, starting to do seminars on stuff like yeah, that, which yeah, is cool. Yeah, super cool, yeah. And we wouldn't have it any other way. I wish I were someone else <laughs> People are like, but you're so good at it. It's like, man, it is a lot of work. Yeah, no doubt, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like, what's... Uh, I mean, I'm not assuming everyone listened to the episode two years ago, but for my own interest, like, <laughs> what's happened since then? Because there's been a lot. You guys have, you guys have been touring a lot. You've, mm-hmm. you've yeah. been a record. Like, kind of, if you can sum it up quickly, what sort of happened... For the past couple of years, yeah, I forgot yeah. to I forgot to ask before we, we started this interview who was in the band last time we okay had this, so the, well, when, we did this last interview. time just to maybe frame it better yeah. you had just I think you were just about to put out that um, Bond thing oh okay the, the video and everything and yeah last time we spoke was March 2017 um, and we were just about to release each day a different sun yes. we were promoting that album so since then we were a six piece at that point and it was Ethan McKibben on drums Dave and myself. 
and we had just added Aaron Bartell on sax mm-hmm. and Anatole mm-hmm. Rennie on okay. keys, and then okay. we had Phil Collins on trumpet. And uh, we had just played our first show with Anatole and Aaron opening up for Five Alarm Funk. Okay, um, okay, yeah, at yeah. the Pyramid. That was a great that show. That was a wicked show. And, yeah. and those guys have been so supportive of the mm-hmm. band. Um, actually, uh, funny side story. Um, we had two songs that we were going to put on on Dawn Offerings. One was called Silver Gloves, and the other one was Dark Knight, which we just released as a single. Yeah. And uh, I sent the two songs to Teo, the drummer of. Um, of Five Alarm Funk. I'm like, which one's the single here? And he was like, Dark Knight 100%. I was like, cool. I was like okay, cool. I guess we're going to go with that one. Um, I was like, are you sure? He's like, no. Like, it's it's, it's no contest. Um, are the lineup changes, I mean, uh, is it some? Is it more less lineup changes and more just people who are available for tour and for different shows just because of the size of the band? Or, or are there sort of key people, aside from the two of you, who are always steady members? To, to me, there's five... Core members. Okay. It's me and Dave, Anatole, Aaron, and now Glenn, who t- Glenn Radley, who took over for Ethan because Ethan okay. moved to Kelowna. Um, and and the only reason that I consider them core members is because they do the majority of writing w- with myself. Okay. Um, have, having said that, like the horns, um, Anna and Phil and Anthony have been very like steady, and uh, they've been. In the band for a year, uh, and Phil's been here for like since oh man, since before the first album. Okay. So uh, and we also have a percussionist now, uh, Erica Einerson, cool. who uh, who's been pretty steady in the band, and she's yeah, she's, she's great. been for yeah. a year. Yeah, yeah, uh, she, yeah. All, everyone is really good now. Um, the only reason I wouldn't consider them core members is because I don't know where they'll be in in, in like a year. Sure. You know, sure. so um, uh, generally, uh, for touring purposes, I try to have the same arrangement on tour. So, yeah. uh, this guy named Fred who plays with Jeremy and the delicious hounds usually comes on tour with us and plays trumpet. And, oh, cool. uh, yeah. And I, I did, I did the numbers and we've had 23 different players Jeez. in the band. So and how long has the band been around for? Like, uh, three years. Actually. <laughs> it's not a long time to have 23 no, numbers. Man. It's, yeah. It's, is, is it kind of a thing where a lot of them are jazz players though? And sort of the whole... Going along with that is means you're playing with everybody and doing gigs here and there and not necessarily settling down with one group, right? Is that yeah? Part the, of it the nice thing about having uh, like people like Aaron and Anatole in the band, they are graduates or soon to be graduates yeah, yeah. of the U of M jazz program, yeah. right? So they can chart things out. So they know a lot of people from the jazz program as well. Right. So they can come out and write these charts up, and then they can just study yeah. them at home. Then they come to jam and prepared, they can just nail it, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's like we usually, if someone's coming in, it's only like one or two rehearsals and then they've and and then you know because they have uh uh the experience somewhat and they have good listening skills yeah, and yeah. they have good ears yeah so um but sometimes with the young kids you got to give them a kick in the butt a little bit yeah, like yeah, for yeah. like i'm really hard on like you can tell when someone is a student on stage because sure, they sure. look timid a little bit and they're like not moving and they're just focusing on the music. Yeah. It's like, no, you need to move more. This is a show. Yeah, totally. totally and, uh, sure. you know, we're, we're not putting on a jazz recital right yeah, now. Yeah, this yeah. is a funk show. Well, this is like obviously not the same experience, but when I was a teenager, I was in a ska band. We had a big horn section. And whenever we had a new person, they'd sit there with a music stand and it just killed. It killed the, the fun. Oh, yeah. Because everyone else is jumping around and being goofy or whatever and dancing on stage. And there's some guys sitting there with a saxophone, like staring get sheet music and oh, yeah. it, it just it, it takes you out of there right so, no we um i i like i as the band leader like like kind of give the ground rules like you are expected to know the music uh, yeah. not using a stand on stage 
Um, however many rehearsals we agree to, uh, posting and being active on social media. Yeah. Um, and, and as far as like the, the, um, the dipping in with other musical projects, I'm, I'm fine with players having their own things and playing with other people. But I ask like, um, well, I mean, Aaron's a good example of someone who's in a million, he's been on my show, you know, oh, yeah. as well. <laughs> and he's, he's been in bands that he wasn't there for, but they've been on as well. So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, so it's like, uh, I just ask them to like have a good, um, work ethic and uh prioritizing up to a certain point okay because for me it's like well the apollo has so much momentum right now and we're starting to look at the u.s and we've just signed with the u.s booking agent so it's like and winning the award and doing lots of touring it's like okay like we're a working band and and we're like hitting that next level a little bit so you've got all the things that legitimize it to make it worth like yeah it's gonna keep going because you've got Yeah. yeah yeah so it's it's not like um it's not like a very local, like we do play a lot of, not as many local shows anymore, but it's like, you know, there's, there's a lot of work here yeah. and, and there's a certain amount of expectation now. Right, because like, you're past the just strictly local band stage. Yeah, the next yeah, yeah like, exactly. Higher right. echelon of, yeah, like yeah. we have like 60 to 70 like tour dates uh, th- this year. That's awesome, yeah. So, so it's like, okay, like you either, I, I think Dave's the only one I make a special exception for, but it's like if you can't tour, yeah. you're ve- you're generally not useful to me. Like, Because <laughs> right, well, right, right. we tour a lot. No, it, it makes sense. Ho- yeah. Hopefully I make it up in other ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you drive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, that's one of those things though, right? Once you, once you do get past that, that initial local band stage you do need to have that sort of uh, some sort of level of commitment to it or, or take it yeah. more seriously than just here's a band I jam with right you have to, yeah. yeah and 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 it's like kind of like a wake wake up call for for certain people it's like you know like uh, sometimes this is as far as you go you know yeah. like and um and and that's fine uh if you just want to play locally you you might have to come to the realization that you're might not be a professional musician you sure know? so sure um and a lot of people are cool with that right yeah people, absolutely yeah. like it's totally fine um you just might not be in my band <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah uh yeah so having said that yeah so we've we've toured Six times uh, since then across Canada, we've played a bunch of festivals. We won that award. Yeah. We've released some music videos. Um, man, it's been it's been a lot in two years, yeah. but I feel really yeah. good about it, and uh, been a lot of work. And then now you have the new sweat. record to to show for all the all the work. Yeah, yeah, and I mean we're only releasing four songs on that, and we have like a whole we have like ten more. Oh really? Like yeah. we're like recorded and ready to go. So yeah. we just yeah a lot we weren't gonna release like um anything but then so many people were like i want yeah. new music i'm like all right all right we'll put out an album yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll put out like an ep but then we're, we're releasing a bunch of new music throughout the year and then next year will be like the full length cool. as well so cool okay yeah how how, have, how has the sound changed i mean you know again like you have the core members who are still playing with the group so that's still there but uh, what has the progression been like from one album to, to this current it's one? Gotten, it's gotten a lot jazzier, whereas okay. before we were kind of like rock with yeah. like a little bit of jazz. You guys were real fusion-y. Yeah, before. yeah. yeah, we yeah, were, yeah. I think we were like more fusion-y, maybe a little more, more on the jazz side, but we're still pretty fusion-y. Okay. But now we've got like these jazz students who have studied jazz and stuff yeah, like that. Like, yeah. The things we do like a lot in uh, in songwriting is a lot of the times like, for example, like we'll be figuring something out and I'll have like just a bass line, kind of like a bass for like a progression or something like yeah. that, right? And I'll turn over to Anatole and I'll say, Anatole, what, what chords would sound good like underneath okay. this bass line? And he'll like on the spot, he'll write something like with all these crazy extensions oh, on awesome. it, like oh, a seventh and like this one with a flat five and stuff like that. And it sounds Sharp so cool, yeah. Yeah, um, like 
I definitely don't. I don't want to use the word jazzy because yeah. unfortunately people <laughs> will have a certain same with Prague. Yeah. Yes, or, or, yeah, fusion, or fusion. Fusion yeah, has this yeah. thing too, right? Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. fusion was like. I mean, when I first heard you guys a couple yeah, years ago, that was yeah, the, the first thing. Vision, my vision yeah. thing is the first thing that came up. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! I get where these guys are coming from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like I think it's definitely gotten jazzier, but not in like the way that I would. Oh, it's so hard to explain because I I have it in my head. It's it's like a little a little sprinkling of jazz in the okay. sense that like, you know now that we now that we're working with these jazz students like for me personally I think of music of like approaching a melody in a different way right I won't okay. stick to a straight like major or minor scale to write a melody sometimes I'll add in like a sharp or a flat okay. in there to kind of change it turn it and, into a mode they and know kind of, how to put it yeah, around and kind of right, right. give it give that emotional kind of like yeah, texture yeah. and difference right so mm-hmm. like that that's something that I feel like ever since. Like I, we Eddie and I have been in bands for a long time, but and you know as you as you age and as you play yeah. more bands, you kind of evolve as a musician. I feel like in Apollo Suns, like my personal evolution in terms of like both my playing and kind of the way I look at music has mm. just like skyrocketed because I'm playing. And that's such from the jazz influence from the yeah, jazz. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
Price, right? Oh, oh yeah. So that's gonna also give you more. Jazz. I, mean, I just talked to Keith the other day. Actually, uh, he's on tour with um, yeah, his trio. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Press laugh. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you hear that record? No, I haven't oh, heard so it yet. Good. So yeah? good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I will hear it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It was just. Um, I think there was like as terms as in terms of sound, uh, it's bigger. We have more yeah. horns. Uh, there's more counter melodies going on, but there's also a lot more uh, maturity. And not to say that it's like more down tempo or okay. not like, but there's just so much more like um, depth in the songs. Mm-hmm. A lot more care. Like uh, each day was put out because these are the five songs we have. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. And these sure. are the best we can play them. Yeah. Now, like we are so meticulous at breaking down every part and like, is this what's right for the song okay. or is this the best we can make this melody to connect as much like and and looking more in the songs and the conversation like there are some beautiful moments on the new mm-hmm. like, like like the middle section of passing oh, by yeah. and phil is leading this yeah. solo like our trumpet player and it's yeah. like i i was listening to that and um and i was listening to it here and and jen was like is this like the new snarky puppy album i was like i was like <laughs> thank no you, thank you. <laughs> no this is us That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, but it's like it, it was just like we just got so much better uh through touring and yeah, playing so I much I bet, yeah, yeah. Of just listening and like really understanding when to play and when to not play and like I don't know you know like it's yeah. it's a mature like I feel like I've had to because now bringing in these new players they're they're good players yeah. and like uh, we've had a lot of chances to play with some like really great people so it's kind of forced me personally as well to like up my game a yeah, lot yeah, and okay, like yeah. and the nice thing is like we always like we uh, the preparation coming into recording is just so important right yeah. and we've gotten very very good at that like when we were recording passing by ethan and i had this great like moment where we really locked in on the kick and like okay. the, the drums and the bass and stuff like that and we looked at each other we were like we really locked in this is awesome like this is this yeah. is like a crucial moment oh yeah the album. but everything. that was keith price too because mm-hmm. keith, uh, like he he came in for production and he was like what's the like um he played us uh rosa parks by um outcast okay. Okay. And, and he's like what's interesting the mo- reference to- yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he was like what's the most important part of this song right now mm-hmm. and he's like it's the kick drum everything is built off that yeah, yeah, kick totally. drum yeah. all the melody is built off the rhythm I can picture that in my head right now the kick yeah, drum but yeah. Just, yeah, the song. <laughs> yeah. yeah so and and then as soon as he mentioned that the whole band started locking into Ethan's cool. uh, kick drum cool. so um I like Keith as a producer because he would 
give these little tidbits or these little like anecdotes about yeah. listening and and like he'd come into the studio after we just done a take and be like okay it's like 11 o'clock at night um <laughs> the, the goodwill's partying you guys are ramping up yeah. and this is the song that that girl's doing cocaine in the bathroom to <laughs> you know and, and and like and he would have these great pep talks yeah, and yeah. he'd just be like and then we'd nail it and i'm cool. like okay yeah. um yeah yeah. Well, it's cool that you mentioned a few minutes ago um, about like when to play and when not to play. And just because we're talking about Keith right now, I interviewed him and the rest of the trio the other day about, nice. about their album. And one of the things I love about that new record they did is there's they use space so well. And I think maybe, I don't know if you guys agree, but that might be a maturity thing too, is the knowing when to oh, leave yeah. the space open mm-hmm. rather than just kind of packing it full of, yeah. full of stuff. Right? Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you can... Often, the silence is, is just as evocative as, yeah. as noise. You know, that, was, that was something that Eddie and I also learned uh, when we recorded our first album with a band called Electric Soul. Okay. We went into the studio when we had uh, Len Milne produce us. And it, like every single song, he broke it right down because everybody was playing all the time. Yeah, yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. was just going like full bore all the time, and that that was kind of like a sense of Im- of like immaturity from us. Like we always wanted to be super loud and be yeah. super technical, like playing and everything. fit as much as you can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, we yeah. now to make it like a nice listenable song, you needed to kind of let the song breathe a little bit. Yeah. And I think we really took that to heart, kind of like going forward past that. Well, I mean, there's like. Uh, on a couple of the new songs, I'm not even playing on them. Like okay. they are like uh, like a lesson learned and changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, changes will be released later, but it's it's just a horn piece. Like I'm not even okay. on it. And like the whole track. Yeah, I'm, I'm not on it. Dark Knight, I'm only playing like slash chords. Like yeah. I'm. It's it's like you know like yeah. It, Dark like, Knight, the bass doesn't come in until like like a minute or something <laughs> like a minute like that. or something like after yeah. after this in the second verse that's when the bass comes in because okay. you have Anatole playing a synth right so it's kind of like that like that change of texture right yeah yeah that's cool yeah does yeah. that i mean do you feel comfortable doing that or do you or is the temptation still there to just sort of fill it up with no not, not anymore no, maybe no. maybe like a few years ago yeah, yeah, but yeah, nowadays yeah. it's like you know what that makes the song sound better and that's the most important thing sure Okay. Yeah, like it, it, um, yeah, like we, we recorded a lot and like overdubbed some things. And what was nice is, as and then me, Keith, and Lloyd would be in Paintbox, and I'd be like, you know what? Let's take the piano out for those first three bars, okay. and then bring it back in. And then it's like taking something out allows you to hear everything else. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot nicer. Um, so I would be like, you know what? My my guitar is only taking away from it. Like, let's pull that guitar yeah. out, and we'll bring it back in the second verse. Or something That's like, like a very hip hop way of looking at it too. I mean, like, oh yeah, bringing you know. Uh, you mentioned earlier all the, all the rap you're listening to. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> that yeah. is definitely something that happens. I mean, there'll be parts where you know beats happening and something just comes out and it oh, totally yeah. changes up the, the song. Um, yeah, yeah. Like um, I've um, I've been watching a lot of like uh, YouTube uh, Rick Beato okay. videos and like Adam Neely and they're talking about production and like um, I've gained a new respect for like certain pop music because it's like they're crafted so well oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's so meticulous. It's like a science and like people are it's like, It's always oh. some 50 year old Swedish guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Like Max Martin and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But um uh, they're breaking down and even just little variations from this verse to this verse or like this one note in the melody is changed so it's so it's a dissonant note but it grabs your ear yeah. it's just that one change mm-hmm. and I've been like even when we're writing new songs now it's like keeping even like these like pop production notes of being like how can we grab people more while still being Apollo Suns and having it be like a 10 piece instrumental band yeah, yeah. but still making it like I want people to dance and move like I don't whenever you know like I don't want it to be like this like boring ass like 
you know, like... I think we play with too much energy to be boring right now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe in a few years when we mellow out a little bit and we just want to, like... Yeah. But we're tour, like, art galleries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> yeah. kind of goes back to what you were saying about the, the whole stigma behind the word jazzy, though, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they think instrumental, they think jazz, and they have this perception of it, which isn't, you know, obviously not accurate, but mm-hmm. you don't want that applied to you, right? You don't want yeah. to think that it is art gallery background music kind of thing, right? Yeah, you, but you, oh, you yeah. even think it's not so much... It's even, like, in how you play your instrument. Sure. It's like, the band, a band like The Bad Plus or something, they're literally just, like, an acoustic jazz yeah, tree. Yeah, Though, but yeah. they yeah they play with like so much energy like oh, there's yeah. no way yeah. they would like it would be like a boring like snooty party where no. everybody's drinking fancy cocktails or the party would be right? proof yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah totally yeah but, you know that and that's kind of something because like we're we're in a we're in a situation where we play a lot of like bar shows mm-hmm. and festival shows and stuff like that so we we can't be boring right we got to get people kind of like excited and yeah. dancing and stuff because yeah. that's that's yeah. the venue that we that we play in not, not that we don't write slower songs we have that on the upcoming album and like the the upcoming full length in, yeah. in the new year and stuff like that. But, you know, that's just something that we have to keep in mind. That's the situation we're in right yeah. now. But we're always kind of writing all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, we tailor set lists to different shows. Yeah. Like, like Festival is like, okay, we're playing all our bangers. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. then, like, you know, something more chill, you know, like, we'll be like, okay, well, let's throw in, like, a, a more, like, slow jam here yeah. and okay. that, so. Do you... Uh... I mean, I guess that kind of goes to the idea of where where do you fit? I mean, when you're touring and stuff, how, how are you promoting yourself? Because I mean, you definitely could play like a jazz club, mm-hmm. potentially, oh, yeah. right? But you could also you could also play a punk bar or something, just because mm-hmm. of the energy and because of the loud the volume and stuff. Yeah, so totally. Is that tricky to sort of figure out where you fit in, or do you have to tailor um, your set to wherever you're playing, or is that even not a challenge? I've I've never found that to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. We've we've generally been playing like venues and bars, but now we're moving into more like music venues. Okay. So we're So like the West End versus the Albert kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like like now, especially on this new these new summer tours coming up, uh especially in Western Canada, like we we've now gained somewhat of like um a name for ourselves. Sure, sure. So we can just go into a room and people know somewhat what they're going to get like yeah. each show is going to be a little different just because the nature of our music yeah but um, who you're playing with and you know yeah, when yeah. The show is and stuff, yeah. so i i don't know i like i don't think the room really matters and okay. anymore um you know i don't know i'd say so yeah i mean we never really played like that that's far opposite you know we play like bars and kind of louder music venues i don't think we've ever really played that that opposite Thing, except for maybe that one time we played at the at the King's Head, it was oh, like that for was a, weird. It was for a, it was for like this this hospital function it was for misericordia. Down, it was closing yeah. down, okay. so everybody was like kind of like sad or whatever. Yeah, but, right, right. but we so we decided not to play like super loud because people weren't kind of listening to us anyway. So we just oh, did we like were background music yeah. for sure. Yeah. So we played like just really jazzy versions of our own songs, okay, and okay. it was like a lot of fun actually. So yeah, so but you, it was way different. It was probably it was probably the most different show we've ever played in Nepal. Well, I mean, really, like, like, the the crowd wasn't listening to us at all. Right. I remember, like, we 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 finished the song, and I said, this is where you clap now. <laughs> and one person went... Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Were you already established at this point, too? Like, you... It was, it was fairly early on, okay. but, I mean... Maybe, like, a year in? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. it, it it'd be funny like, if it was like last week or something. I guess the difference is that for that show, they didn't come in to see us. They sure. came to see each other, and we were and just you like, happened to be we there. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were the paid entertainment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're the That's wallpaper, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's cool. But it's fun. Like I, I actually like learned a lot of stuff from that from that particular. Year. Like yeah. it, was, it was crazy how we just decided because I think we started off our first song just the way we played it. 
and we kind of realized that nobody was listening to us. That we were kind of like, do you want to just play the next song like quieter and jazzier? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. everybody was like, yeah, sure. And we, we did it and it was fun. It was like a lot of fun and it sounded great. And we were yeah. just, we were just up there kind of like messing around with each other. We were messing around with chord progressions, stretching out these solos, stretching yeah, yeah. out the songs. And it was, it was fun to see that. It was fun to do that because it, it gave, it gave like me and I think it gave everyone else the confidence that we could do that. Sure. You know, like that we were at that level of musicianship, which right. like at the time, like for me personally, it was like we were just kind of getting up to that level and like to be there finally was was a very like uh, refreshing thing sure yeah and, yeah, it, yeah and it like gave her i think it gave everybody well, a lot of start messing around live and uh like early on ethan was showing himself to me to be the musical director live because okay. he would point at someone and be like you need to stop playing right now oh, like, really? like, okay. like during a jam section or something or like just an improv or or like he, he would yell at you and be like just do this while he's playing drums oh, wow. and then that's kind of cool actually yeah, yeah. yeah. usually it'll be someone more up front who's doing that yeah. right yeah oh yeah. yeah and like but we got really good at like physical communication as well like mm-hmm. you know like aaron's really good at communicating on stage or like uh, if someone's soloing, I'll go around and be like, okay, we're going to change the key on this guy. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three, four, and then we'll change it without oh, cool. telling him yeah. that. So he'll have to... Hear it and catch up. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, but we only do that in a couple songs where it's like, it's very open. Sure. Yeah. Is a lot of that just from like, uh, having played together for so long too, that you guys can sort of lock in and you can you know what each other's going to do. Like, it's not a complete shock of that. That, that and also playing the same kind of songs. And sure. you know it, right? So, like, a, the tune where we, we do, like, a lot of key changes and we really can drop out the dynamics is Red Baron, like, our cover right. of Red Baron. Right, yeah, like, yeah. Call him, right, Like, it's just, it's two chords the whole way and, like, people can just drop out randomly in the middle of a solo and they'll just keep soloing, right? right? Yeah, 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 it still works, yeah. right? And then, so, like, the, the ability to kind of morph the song since we've played it so many times, so we've brought that song like in jam. We've probably never done this live, but in jam, we brought it like right down low for like an extended but then period. Then turned of time. it into like this spacey kind of. Uh, when we played it last time, I was like, man, like I was playing all sorts of different things mm-hmm. and like turning it into this weird thing, which I wish we would stretch that song out more. But maybe we're just not as comfortable doing like that weirdness on stage. Well, again, yet. that goes that goes back to us playing like bar gigs and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Oh that, yeah. That, like we we can take it to a point, but at the same time, we got to keep the crowd kind of pumped up, right? Yeah, totally. You can't do twenty minute experimentation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah maybe when we play the Centennial Concert Hall, sure. But everybody's stuck in their seats, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Is there is there? A, I mean, do you keep them open a lot for improvisation, especially having all these jazz guys in the, in the group, or is it still pretty much structured the way Here, it's structured there's like two songs that we kind of keep open um yeah but for for me it's like it it is about the show you know like we are yeah. we are selling a show um so yeah like there are some improv improvisational moments and like um certain songs will be different from night to night or yeah. whatnot mm-hmm. uh which i really yeah, that's um cool, yeah like um if, if you hear the same song on three different nights, it'll sound a little different or whoever's soloing, like, I'll be like, you know what? Like, you take this solo sure. tonight. Sure. Um, Though in terms of, like, straight improvisation, I feel like we did that a little bit more early on. Yeah. Event, when we had less songs, right? And that right. was kind of like, right. that's what we were still trying space. to... Just Yeah, just to fill space. Yeah, we were yeah. still, still trying to figure stuff out. Now we have, like, more of, like, a solid set list where we can take songs in and out, right? Sure. So there's not really a lot of room just for, like, a five to ten minute improv section. Like, Makes sense, yeah. 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 And plus, we are like at the same point. We are a band. We are trying to like sell our CDs sure, and our brand sure. and stuff like that, right? So we 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 want people to hear those songs over again. You want them to hear what yeah. they can hear on the CD, so when they don't come home and listen to it. And it's like yeah, this yeah. is not even remotely yeah. what I. Yeah. Where's, yeah. That, where's that jam section? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. 
So when is the album actually coming out officially? Uh, April twenty sixth. It will be out. Um, yeah. On all streaming services and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You you don't have to pay a penny if you don't want to. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you pay your membership fee, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that we see nothing of. <laughs> right, where you see like point zero zero zero. Oh god. I <laughs> yeah. uh, just the whole streaming thing. I have such a love hate relationship with. Like I like I get it, but it's but you know you. I've come to think of music not so much as like you're not selling music anymore like you're giving it away and what you're selling is the product at the merch table right people you're selling are, a t-shirt yeah, yeah, yeah people yeah. are buying the CD not because they're going to listen to the CD they just want to support you yeah. and then they'll listen to your music on Spotify right. which is fine and, and, and great but like I feel like bands need to understand like it's a new bands it's like you're not selling music yeah. you're selling merch mm-hmm. at the mer- that's how people support you now aside from like the five guys like me who are going and buying the CD and yeah. listening to the CD yeah. most oh, people are yeah. not doing that though you're yeah. Right. Yeah. We, yeah. we definitely have people that are like your album is in my card the yeah. whole time I'm like oh that's great that's awesome, but man. then yeah 99% of people will like buy your album and then use it as a coaster totally. which is totally <laughs> fine like is you're, you're supporting us using it as a backup hard copy right in, in case, case, in case right. the cloud case. goes down yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely <laughs> and then the apocalyptic uh, eco yeah, apocalypse yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah do you have a, I mean this has come up I can't even remember who I was talking to but I feel like jazz, and not to say you're a jazz group, but you obviously have the, the jazz connections mm-hmm. going on. Um, that's a genre like country and jazz and a few other ones where CDs are still a thing. Oh, yeah. People are still, you know, I think it might be because it's an older audience. I don't know if that affects you guys necessarily because you have kind of more of the rock edge and things going on yeah, as well. Man. But, like, have you noticed that maybe people are actually buying CDs to listen to? Or we, Oh, we, we sell a lot of CDs. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we, we've sold a lot of CDs, especially touring. And having, like, asking about the demographic... Man, I've had, like, 18-year-old girls, like, party girls, who yeah. have been like, this is the funniest show I've been to in a while. <laughs> and I've also had, like, 60-year-old, yeah. uh, like, guys and girls be like, man, I really enjoyed listening to you guys. You guys are sound like what I was listening to on headphones in 75. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. great, because that's what I listen to a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, like, having those diehard hippies be like, oh, sure. this is so cool, and you guys should be opening up for this band, yeah. or whatever. And it's like, so, I, I definitely notice that yeah we, we do have the older crowd but like since we're fun and energetic and like funky and, and dancey yeah. we we get that which is 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 interesting because like we've gotten opportunities because of that but we all we've also had a hard time in other areas sure. um be, because like with us being an instrumental and, and our instrumentation people will think we're just straight ahead jazz but we're this not this is this is a saxophone right they're like oh this is yeah. supposed to be jazz yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely it's yeah. like oh if you're instrumental you're either post-rock or jazz right. and it's like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I don't know which doesn't necessarily neither of those really apply I mean they, you mm-hmm. know the jazz thing obviously yeah. makes yeah. sense but yeah, yeah. I don't know jazz fusion fusion, fusion I, like, yeah. I like to like just like if you want to boil it down I like to call this fusion yeah. right kind of like a modern fusion because fusion has a lot of connotations too but I mean yeah. people are either thinking of like Mahavishnu stuff, or mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, it must be a couple of genres fused together, right? If yeah. They don't actually, yeah. yeah, or like yeah. world music or something. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, gets yeah. put into fusion. Yeah, yeah, which is weird, but <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And you get trumpets, trumpets in world music, right? Yeah, <laughs> depending yeah, on what part so. of the world it's from. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like like Latin clips yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know. So you have a bunch of your Latin clips. Oh, going on. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you, do you just call it fusion though? Like if someone asks what, you, what's our what's our official write up? Like psychedelic funk. Jazz I called si- I called psychedelic jazz rock. Yeah, psychedelic okay. jazz rock. Um, yeah, I was uh, 
I was I was calling it dirty jazz for a while. <laughs> or I wanted to call it grease jazz. Grease jazz. But yeah. like, because uh, whenever I want something to be really dirty and funky, I say put grease on it. Okay. Um, when we're rehearsing, I'm like, just make it greasy. You know, yeah, yeah, I want yeah. you to rub that berry line with like a Big Mac. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with Dark Knight, I'm like, I want that to be greasy. Yeah, right. Like. Um, we also talking about like uh, adventure rock, but then we found out that adventure rock is like rock specifically about like dungeons oh, and yeah, dragons. Oh yeah, going on quests and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's that funny. was yeah. taken. So. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, are you playing some kind of a concert here? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, right. it's all good. Background music. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so the uh, the record's dropping on the twenty sixth. Yeah. And is there a release show? Uh, there are two release two shows. Releases. We're doing. Uh, the Handsome Daughter for a double uh, double header on Friday, April 26th, and April 27th. Uh, Friday is Jeremy and the Delicious Hounds cool. and uh, Carter and the Capitals, and they are from Edmonton. Uh, we had the pleasure of playing with them at Festival last year. Oh, cool. They're awesome. so good. Oh, yeah. They're like... They're like the dirtiest prints. Not <laughs> not lyrically, but yeah. just their groove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so good. And then Saturday night, we're going to be with Lounge FM. Oh, right. I love Lounge FM. Yeah, yeah so um, it's going to be more like we're still going to rock out and like funk out a little bit on Saturday. Yeah. But it'll be kind of like a little chiller. Yeah, um, they kind of, they bring a vibe, yeah. 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 So we're going to like kind of play a couple of our more like groovy or like hip-hop influence, like okay. Rosie, but like... Um, but like Friday night is like the greasy sweat sure. funk night. Sure. Like it's gonna. <laughs> I want that. I want the handsome daughter to be like 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 dripping with. Oh yeah, <laughs> dripping <laughs> Like yeah, like the walls melting. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. Like we've already sold a ton of tickets, mm-hmm. so like it's gonna be packed in both cool. nights. I'm yeah. sure. So. I, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting these songs out, and then we go on tour the week after, and we're gone for a month, and then. Oh well, that's a solo tour, yeah. Yeah, and, well, that's only the first one. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we've got a couple back to back, and then we're back for some local festivals, which I'm not allowed to talk about yet. Yeah, no, but, um, they, they don't announce them until they announce them, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yes, yeah, which is fine. Yeah, it's just as 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 a listener though, it drives me crazy whenever I see like festivals popping up and they're saying oh yeah we'll be releasing our lineup in three weeks just, like, just tell me now yeah, just... so i can plan out what i'm doing <laughs> yeah, everybody right? lists their their, their yeah. performers now yeah, i will so I can... be there or if you tease it it better be like three days from now or something yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. release in three weeks yeah. like oh my god yeah, three, yeah. <laughs> and the worst is when it's they're teasing it and there's something amazing is going to happen and then you become underwhelmed when you actually see yeah. who it is like oh yeah, really? yeah. Like, this guy like, i don't want to see him yeah <laughs> but i mean i'm sure the ones you're playing at will be We'll be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to yeah. it. So if people are hearing you either for the first time or want to kind of catch up on what you've been doing, what's the best way for them to find you online music-wise and, and contact-wise and all that stuff? Uh, contact-wise, uh, Facebook, you can directly message the band. I'm We're pretty good about answering like almost like 15 to 20 minutes after. Cool, cool. I, um, make sure to answer every single one of them. Uh, yeah, you can find us on um, email. Um, you can just look up. Apollo Sun. This is super easy to find us. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, on uh, to stream us. Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Google Play, uh, Bandcamp. If you, if you want to buy an album, but yeah. not physically, Bandcamp. You can find it, and Bandcamp. I will say is the best way to support you get more artists. Money out of it, right? yeah. yeah, we. Yeah. Um, I like Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah, we see like six dollars for every sale. Mm-hmm. Whereas like iTunes, people are like, "Oh, I bought your album off iTunes." Like, great! I see seven cents yeah. of that. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but like it is what it is. But if you want to financially support a band without like going without going to their show or buying merch, right. like Bandcamp is a really good way to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's good. It's good. I like Bandcamp. I like hearing that because Bandcamp is, as someone who doesn't use streaming services, because everything I listen to is physical for the mm-hmm. most part, mm-hmm. Bandcamp, at least I can preview it without having to sign up or anything, yeah, yeah. and then I can go buy it if I want yeah, to buy yeah. it, right? So I just wish I like ba- Bandcamp it. was more like user-friendly and like pushing their stuff more to sure. like the forefront or coming out with a really good app. Mm-hmm. Right, because you got to know where it is. So you got to find it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I wish they're... Um, I wish they did more for like their outreach, but uh, the Bandcamp site is really cool because they have like they have like feature articles and like editorials yeah, about yeah. some great bands. I found I, some cool stuff on there yeah. just just yeah. like picking genres and like, yeah, like, like African uh, like Afro like Cuban jazz. Yeah, they'll, they'll do a feature on like this, and Afro- they list a bunch of bands. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then they'll do like um the the, the Japanese prog scene, and yeah. you're like, oh sweet, like yeah. this is like tons of good fusion bands on Bandcamp. Yeah, I, believe I it, discovered yeah. like. Like Yusef Kamal and like Mild Life. They're from oh, Yusef Kamal is so, oh, so good. good. Black Focus, man. Oh, oh man. such Love a good that. album, man. Oh, yeah. Like five years ago, I was doing the same thing, just looking on Bandcamp. So I found this Doom band from uh, Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> and I ended up having them on the show. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. <laughs> They're called Traders Return to Earth, and it was ridiculously heavy, and it came with like a comic book and shit. And like, yeah, I just <laughs> so I cool. randomly messaged them, and I was like, hey, do a podcast. So I called them up, and they had them on the show. It's just that. It's like, that's awesome. Completely nice. random, yeah. Yeah. So it's good for that. Anyway, yeah. yeah, people should buy your stuff. Check out the album. Yeah. Uh, find you on tour. Absolutely. Where please. are the tour dates? Oh, Facebook or uh, you're gonna listen now. <laughs> where, where do you find? Oh, okay. I thought you were going <laughs> no, to say like, you want to oh, listen, yeah. go ahead. Put yeah. you on the spot, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll we'll actually be announcing uh, the tour right away. Um, but it'll be announced by the time this airs, anyway, right? Okay. Um, yes. Well, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're announcing on Wednesday. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, tour dates will be on, um, Facebook, okay. uh, ba- uh, Bands in Town, um, yeah, d- uh, different ticketing services, okay. and we okay. will be very obnoxious about it. I believe it, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... You guys are pretty active on social media, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you... You have to, right? Yeah, you gotta yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, well, if you want to hear more episodes of this show, including the uh, 2017 uh, Paula Sons episode, you should go to witchpolice.com. All 370 whatever episodes are there, free download streaming. And you can also tune in on Sundays at midnight on UMFM. And those are episodes that get kind of an added boost a few months after they're recorded. Nice. So, uh, you know, this might come out in April and be air in September or something. But by then, you know, you guys are probably full into tour mode, albums out, everyone's... Okay, yeah. yeah, so, I mean... It's, it'll be a gentle reminder. Right, right. So, let's yeah, do it. you can drive in your car at midnight on a Sunday, yeah. and you hear Apollo Suns on the radio, you stop what you're doing, go download the album, and then go home and listen to it. <laughs> Whatever. Perfect, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks, awesome. thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much. much.